Good evening and welcome to episode 4 of the Rissington Podcast. Not just another crap Wolf Ollins logo. So this one's from Richard Rutter. This is quite an old one, actually, isn't it? From it is. Day, but we don't. We like saved it. it for the for last because yeah, we like this one. It's three questions actually, and seeing as it's Richard, um, the first one is blue cheese, English, French, or Italian, or Danish, if you must. Is there a difference in choice when it comes to eating or cooking? Hmm. Well, you you're the chef. <laughs> yeah. You're the cheese fanatic. <laughs> well. Well, my favorite uh, my favorite blue cheese is Roquefort with tomato ketchup. On cheap white bread. It's bloody lovely. Goodness me. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, and as for cooking, I don't I don't know, really. Is there anything you can't cook? Is there any particular cheese that isn't good for cooking? Like, I mean, there's feta. I've, n- I've never... I, I don't know. I've never cooked feta. I should imagine you can probably do something with it, though. <laughs> the only things I've really done are things like cheese sauces and cheese fritters. Mm-hmm. And grated cheese over... Hot things like beans, and of course, being Welsh, <laughs> cheese on toast. I was to say cheese on pot noodle, whatever. <laughs> cheese on yeah. cheap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I definitely, mm. when it comes to fa- favourite blue cheeses, it's probably English and French. Yeah. Say, and Roquefort is way up there for me. Well, this is actually one question I can't answer because I don't really like blue cheese. I think. If you have a look at Simon Hopkinson's roast chicken books, yeah. I think there's probably some good... I think the second one's got some stuff on blue cheese. Actually, I, I will say one thing. Um, Lee made me once this uh, broccoli and Stilton soup. We had it the first time we came over to your house for lunch. Ah, oh, It was goodness. lovely. It's such yes. a nice savoury soup. Yeah. So I can, I can eat blue cheese in that form. Mm. But, and, you know, like... Actually, I suppose most blue cheese cooked is fine. Yeah, and it does make fine cheese on toast too. Mm. Sorry, I keep going. <laughs> no, I'm much more of a kind of really ripe brie person, and if you grill really ripe brie and it just mm. drips, yeah, see, brie, oh, I love that. I like strong cheese. I'm a strong cheese man, and brie. Well, well no, you yeah, can get strong brie. Well, yeah, you know, if you don't yeah. go for your supermarket brie, well, and you don't go for your English brie's. Well, oh, here we go, controversy. No. Can get strong English breeze too. To go with your English wine, w- but with your English white wine, <laughs> <laughs> with your pomade. <laughs> Maybe he has some answers he could send us. It'd be interesting so. to know. Do you want to do the second part of this question? Which is, do you play music out loud in the office? All right, see, so he's getting into that Cotswold thing, isn't it? Outload in the office. That outload? Well, like when I asked you yesterday for the hardwire. Is he hardwire? And you said, what, you want to borrow my computer? Yeah, <laughs> not your softwire. But no, you meant the Ethernet cable, I oh, meant the you? Ethernet cable, isn't it? I don't even anyway. no, I, Yeah, I, we're just being pedants. Do you play music out loud in the office? If so, how does that work out technically and musically? Well, you solved the technical problems. We've had a number of ways of doing this didn't we we tried we used to try my old my old laptop well, we my old titanium with power my, book. with my sound dock yep and iPods that's true. which was okay which was good sound actually great sound say. yeah but just a bit of a hassle to change music yeah because we're you know we like well I like sitting at my desk you don't but maybe. No, I like bouncing around <laughs> <laughs> on your big balls <laughs> um, so what we do now we've got an airport express to a stereo and we just take it in turns yes 
And pretty much. Pretty much. And we have the other John, RAF pilot John, mm-hmm. whose PC keeps crashing every time it attacks. <laughs> no, bless him. So <laughs> I have said his uh, next wireless card should come attached to a Mac. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> should solve yeah. that problem. But, um, I mean, that, that's, I mean, technically that works great. Yeah. I, I think Airport Express is actually one of the best Apple things. Mm, it's like, great. The Apple gadgets. Yeah. But, um, and especially how it works with iTunes. But also, musically, it works out well too, doesn't it? It does. works out very well. Because we kind of... Would you say that you lean more towards... Electronic. Electronic. Drum bass. Yeah. Sort of, you know... I lean more towards maybe, I don't know, guitars, I guess. Yeah. And kind of shoegazy indie rock. Yeah. But, um, well, when we, we meet at Radiohead. We're like a big Venn diagram. We meet a lot in the middle, don't we? Yes. Yeah, it works well, actually. Yeah. And, you know, you have to be sort of conscious of, you know, if I want to put my weird shit on, I yeah. put my headphones on. And and for the last two days, poor John Dennis, being a non-radio head fan, has had his headphones on. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've had nothing but in rainbows playing. It's like, really. Is it finished yet? No. <laughs> so, yeah, it works out. It's good, actually. And it's a good way to um, discover new music. Because, you know... Exactly. Like yeah, my, I, bass you, I played for you. Yes, yeah, because I discovered. Well, I was looking through your collection and I saw a cover for London Electricity Power Ballads. Check out the Hospital Podcast. Yeah, by the way, Hospital and Records Podcast. I I start, I wanted to listen to it just because I thought the cover was so funny, mm. um, and I thought it was maybe like a novelty record thing, but actually it was just a <laughs> really just, nice. a, just a fun cover. But it was a really good album. And he does he does the Hospital Records Podcast. Mm. He does a really good job. It's like a sort really of pirate nice. radio. Yeah, it is pirate it? radio thing. Yeah. But yeah, it works out great. So we both learn about new stuff, and there's both there's enough stuff that we both like to make it work. So. And we get the occasional knock on the door to all these bloody professionals around. I know. Turn it down. Just Turn like, down. I've like been back at my mum's. Is that music? Turn it down. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that bad actually. They're pretty generous, really, aren't they? Yes. Yes. So third question: Why do you both sound posher on the podcast than you do in person? I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Well, we've just been doing our cusswells better. Yeah, we, we mix around, don't we, eh? I, I, well, I mean, I've only actually met Richard twice, and on both occasions I was very, very drunk. <laughs> that didn't help. So, so maybe that didn't, yeah, maybe because I was slow. I think, I think what he's referring to is the fact that, you know, it's a bit of an act, isn't it? We're, We're not never, really posh. Yeah. But we do. And you'd have to do your Radio 4 thing. Yeah, you know, it's, it's part of the ambience. Yes. Mate. Thank you for that question. Yes. There's a quick question from Rick Curran, who just wondered who the artist is that did the Radiohead medley at the end of Podcast 3. <laughs> I'd like to get it. I love hearing unusual cover versions. Well, Rick, Brilliant. that shows that you've you used the MP3 version because the super-enhanced MPEG-4 version... Um, not only tells you who it is, but it also has a link back to their site. Did we put it on the blog as well? well maybe not. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it was called. They were called Hard and Firm. Yeah. Firm spelt with PH. Firm, and they did a medley called Rodeo Head, and it was just a one-off, wasn't it? Which little yeah. little joke little thing viral. they did, but it got noticed, and you know, John Peel was playing it, and it's uh, it's probably one of my favourite radio covers. Couldn't stop laughing. The problem with it is, well, that's just it. It makes it really catchy. (laughs) But you you, you sort of find yourself in the middle of a supermarket going, (laughs) cut the kids in half. Come on, come on. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it's quite dangerous in that sense. (laughs) Good one. Thank you, Rick. 
Well, this is uh, from Simon Crossley, who is actually in the building. Ah. Um, upstairs. Mm-hmm. We've already pimped them once. He's a man that skins rabbits. No, that's Simon Warwick. Oh, sorry. See, they, have the, they have the same problem as we do. <laughs> too, too many Simons and Dames. But that's... Uh, Beg your pardon. You'll have to put a link to that now to make sure it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Simon Crosley is a Java developer upstairs uh-huh. um, at Historic Futures, mm-hmm. who um, we know, and I know we're pimping them quite hard. But We've previously shouted out. Yes, but, you know... And we'll shout out again, we'll David. We'll shout them as many damn times as we like. Yes. Uh, but he asks, when it comes to building systems, I normally spend my time at the back end, so to speak. <laughs> Occasionally I have to develop a form, report or screen, and I attempt a bit of design, which usually ends up look- looking like it was scraped off the road. Oh, lovely. Which is where Simon Warwick comes in, skins the rabbit. Can the panel recommend... <laughs> <laughs> the panel recommend a fast and simple approach to web design that is just good enough to stop the users vomiting during demo sessions <laughs> yes. and workshops and is good preparation for the professionals to do a proper job when the functionality begins to settle down? All oh, right, OK. So, That's interesting. I mean, it's, it's one of the... It's the holy grail, really, mm. isn't it? But there, there are some kind of easy rules you can apply to, to make things instantly better. Mm. I mean, the, the first one is not to use so many fonts. Um... The second one is to choose good fonts. Um, I have a personal hate towards Vidana, but it is at least it's a good designed for the though. screen. It's a good screen but, font. But um, I think in in headlines, this is where I see it use a lot, for big, bold headings, people using Vidana. And it, I think it looks quite ugly hmm. in this big, bold. So if you use Vidana, don't use it bold for headings. That's my... That's my... That's not... That's, not, you know, that's my ruling. Hmm. That's just a, a suggestion. Um... But with the, some of the main things are things like, you know, make sure you've got a good line height on everything, mm. at least um, one and a half times. So if your body size is 12 pixels, then your line height should be 18 pixels. Um, going by browser defaults, everything looks a little bit squashed. Mm-hmm. And particularly if you've got a design that's like fluid, where you've got a longer line length, mm. um, it's even more important to have good line spacing so that it's easier to follow the lines mm. um, and also I would just try and yeah cut down the number of colours you know black and white and grey has got a lot going for it quite honestly mm. you have anything to add to that I've, I've, off the top uh, of my head. I've come from a slightly different angle I would say the best I think the best thing a back end developer can do is learn semantically rich HTML well marked up mm. you know free of all presentational oh, yeah, markup and, yeah. and just get a designer in at the beginning you yeah, know, a designer. I think the mistake is that a lot of and you know, to be fair, historic futures know and understand this anyway. Yeah, um, I think this is just a bit of a leading question: is get a designer in early on because their job is to help you design the front end. Mm. You know, and that's part of looking and understanding the back end. But if you, if they do what you suggest them do, the semantic rich structure, well, then, then it's easier for a, a for a front end guy to pick up. Yeah, um, exactly. And not have to go shit. I've got to remove all these spacer gifts, all these table <laughs> yes. markup. So I mean I think my approach would be no don't don't attempt to be something you're not mm. um, get a designer in you know and if you're a small company with a low budget but you've got an interesting product there's a good chance you can find somebody who'll be well you know maybe I'll take shares in that as a mm. as an exchange yeah but yeah I'd say the best thing any back end developer can do is learn to understand what HTML and CSS is all about. Mm. But I understood it as being as much kind of if they're doing it themselves. Yeah, but I'm disagreeing with that. Up. Yeah, but I'm disagreeing, oh, with, disagreeing that with that idea. I'm, I know you, you came from the angle. I'm saying my angle is, mm. well, don't, because okay. I wouldn't try and do my own PHP. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. So. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, Phil T. 
at Talk 21 says, Dear gentlemen, good start. Mm. When not stuck in front of a screen twiddling or hiding in your bunker, what do you both do to relax and get away from it all? It's a good question because, I don't know about you, John, but I don't spend a lot of time relaxing at the moment. Um, I think one of the things I try and do is take my dog for a walk Mm -hmm. around the fields. Um, But we both have young children. Which yeah. we've got nobody to blame but ourselves. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't yeah. keep it in your pants, you've already got yourself to blame. Yeah, well. But, but yeah. it does lead to not a lot of relaxation. There's no such thing yeah. as that. If we get up at eight o'clock in the morning, half eight in the morning, we think we've had a bit of a lie in. Yeah, that's the, th- that's the yeah. problem, isn't it? Uh, I, I, I completely agree with the whole going for a walk. You know, even if it's with children, it's not really relaxing, but it's very stress busting, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, I mean, it's exercise. Fresh air and exercise. Yeah, um, but I think we're both guilty of not exercising anywhere near enough. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even though we've got this big air base to walk around. Yeah, we never do. It's, um, but it's difficult. If you've got a lot of work on, mm-hmm. what do you do? I, I think there's no, no, no easy answer to that. No. I've gone. Uh, I Go, mean, the other gone. thing is, well, I do like film. I will try and watch film in the evening. Oh, right, yeah. I like books. I'm reading political diaries at the moment for some reason. Gosh. Churchill and Blair. I don't know why. Goodness <laughs> I, me. I have no idea, but they're quite amusing. It's a bit intellectual, isn't it? Well, not really. I don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> I just draw little people on each of the pages and when I flick it... <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> little... And then I can say, I'm reading Churchill's diaries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not his diaries, actually. It's a, a biography. But um, I'm, I'm, this week I'm finding, actually, we've just managed to buy a Wii mm. at home. And I'm just finding, at the end of the day, after finishing my work, just doing a few rounds of like Wii sports tennis mm. with my wife. That's lovely, that. <laughs> it's lovely. <laughs> yeah, it's <just> good fun. <laughs> I haven't had fun for years. <laughs> so for people who don't relax much, we do quite a few things, really. We do, but not for very, not long enough. No. This from Timothy Kelty. Uh, John and John, lovely so far. I mean, it goes on and on, but yeah. the answer is yes. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I didn't mean that in a horrible way. You know, it goes on to outline how much no, of a pain in the arse I is. Yeah. But, yeah, we all know what a pain in the arse is. But yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't think we can... I think maybe another, what, two years? Well, I we just can... read somewhere, I have to, I'm not sure, and I think it was uh, Farouk who said that he'd seen a statistic somewhere that Internet Explorer now, Internet 6 Explorer share had now dropped below 50%. Right. It's still too much, though, isn't it? You know, there's still a hell of a lot of people um, in in the poorer countries of the world mm. using their illegal copies of Windows, <laughs> which and just can't update to yeah. i7, so they're kind of yeah. stuck. So. Because they need a legal copy to get well, i7 yeah, on you, XP. Yeah. yeah. So it's, 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 it goes on to say, when will this guy be dead, and more importantly, how will I know? Uh, well, you yeah. will know, because there'll just be a general movement. Yeah. Somebody big in the world of CSS will say, that's it. I did notice this week Miro have mm. just launched their online store mm. with some very nice T-shirts, I have to say. Mm. Um, but they, did in their blog post... Them? No, I didn't. Oh, you did the logo, no, though, didn't you? I did the logo, yeah. and that was, that was it, really. Um, but, yeah, the, what they've done is they deliberately said in their blog that they're not supporting IE6, mm. and they're going straight to IE7 for that. Mm. I mean, I guess that's where it comes down to what your market is. You're knowing your audience. Yeah. Well, it's always been that, though, hasn't it, to a point? Well, especially things like Miro, because Miro is, is the open-source video player mm. um, and sort of for, for subscribing to, to video podcasts as well. And it's the, that kind of audience, I would, I would, I would hazard a guess, but predominantly Firefox. Mm. Yeah. So, and slightly I, more, the more geeky end of yeah, the market. Yeah, so I think for them that's, 
that's that's worthwhile. I think i6 is and is going to die faster than i5 did. Yeah. Um, that was a long, slow death. But I tell you, I'm glad those days are over. I know. Well, that's just <laughs> it. I mean, you think, think i6 is bad, yeah, but... You know, there's a lot of this done. A lot of it's fixable mm. with with plenty with hacks, but you can yeah. do it. But if you remember what it was like for i5, oh. goodness me! I mean, just it's tearing your hair out. Yeah, and at least ie7 is a lot better. Uh, the, PN, the PNG support is one thing in oh, itself, yeah. which makes it so much easier to do stuff like icons on varying backgrounds and absolutely. So yeah, so yeah, it'll be dead. Yeah, soon. Sorry, not yet. Not yet. Keep going. Give it another two years, I reckon. And just remember, that's why you can charge more. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a question here from Ben Tolady. Tolady. Yay! You're struggling um, with that surname. That's good news. He's now living in Melbourne, so yeah, it could be Tolady. It could be Gaday. Ben um, Gaday. It's Benjamin Tolady. Uh, hello, gentlemen. <laughs> Always a good start. My question is this. When making a toasted cheese sandwich, in brackets, toasty, what is the correct protocol for including the accompanying chutney? Is it okay to put some chutney inside the toasty itself along with the cheese, or is it better to put a little dollop on the edge of the plate for dipping? Now then, go over to you, John. Well, I never put chutney in because it's just chutney is just jam which has got sugar in it which is just a recipe for mouth blisters without all the fun that goes with them. Yeah. So I, I I'm a dipper. Well, do you know what? You're not a dipper. I'm not a dipper. I'm not even a putter in a. You just. Not... I don't. I don't do this chutney stuff. Actually, he sent this. He sent the picture. Maybe we can put that on the. And it's yes. like. That cheese toasty is an abortion. <laughs> that, the only thing that needs to go with that cheese toasty is a bin. <laughs> now, first of all, yeah. And the other thing is tomato ketchup, which is a kind of chutney. Yeah. Or mayonnaise, which, I... if you buy it in a jar, is a kind of chutney. <laughs> no, I suppose so. <laughs> well, it lasts forever. <laughs> and it shouldn't. It should, yeah. <laughs> that in itself is an abomination. But, yeah, I, just, I like chopped up onion... Um, maybe a bit of ham, maybe a slice of tomato or two, mm. but I don't go for the chutney stuff. Do you have a toasty maker then? No, no. I d- no. I I always just grill it. Yeah, I, I like a nice, especially like going back to the brie again. Mm. Just grilled so cheese on. Top. Yeah, and then you know if I do like a toast sandwich, I just put a toast on top. But I just there's something <laughs> that about picture is brilliant. Yeah, there's something about that kind of sandwich maker. You know. Takes you back to your childhood, doesn't it? Well, yeah. It's always like those cafes yeah. that have those really like nasty pictures of the food. Mm. Yeah, oh, they're yeah, taken. Yeah. It's like that, isn't it? I have to say though, there's um, because we used to have things like panini machines in some of the places I worked, uh-huh. and there is a John Lewis panini machine which rather takes my fancy. Well, that's different. That's well, it is more, kind of posh, bit, bit of classy, isn't it? Kind of posh toasty. You know, where you would consider having a French red bean and onion and farty fart chutney, darling. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yes. Oh, that's actually just saying, sorry, going off on this, um, yeah. that Ben Toledai, good night, yeah. mate, is uh, from Whitney originally. Yeah, that's good, isn't it? But now in sunny Melbourne. But he's bugging off to Melbourne. So yes. obviously he didn't like it that much. Obviously the toasties were better there. <laughs> yes. Well, what I, what I would say is that if you feel the need to put lots of chutney in, I think your cheese isn't good enough. 
quite possible. I think get yourself a good cheese and taste the cheese and not try and disguise it with a load well, of stuff. Well, the other thing is, if you're going to get a big stuff. cheese, don't put it in a fucking toasty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bake yourself some fresh bread. Uh-huh. Just, mmm. Well, we'll definitely have to put that picture up on the blog. Oh, yeah. Probably with some kind of, like, red flash saying, like, you know, like with a handwritten sign saying, you know, pound twenty or something. Yeah. Cheese toasty. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Cheerio. The Rissington Podcast is devised and hosted by John Oxen and John Hicks, with contributions from squadron leader John Dennis. The show is hosted and sponsored by the Splendid Boffins at Segment Publishing. That's segpub.net to you internet chappies. Hurrah! How do or did you handle the loneliness of the long-distance freelancer? Um, Self-love. Yes. My, I have very strong right-hand arm muscles. Yes. Don't <laughs> underestimate the power of masturbation when it comes to loneliness. Uh, who's we edit- may not be able to use that one. <laughs> who's editing that this week? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I, I go to yoga on a Monday... And uh, usually have a little wank on Tuesday. (laughs) 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 Um, What nationality is he then? This little wank that comes round. The the little wank. Yeah, it's the little wanker. It's just little short English guy. Come on, little wanker, let's go. (laughs) All right, Mister (laughs) Oxton, give me a nice massage. (laughs) I know we weren't going to do another question, but I've just spotted. I've just spotted an excerpt, and it's from Kate Berlin. Oh, right, Our yeah. friend Kate. Hello, Kate. We've had Kate before. I know, but I, there's a reason. I'll be, sorry, that's so bad. I think we've had it uh, we're, on the show before. Oh, no, that's <laughs> even worse. <laughs> Maybe we can have Kate on the show one day. Yes. Oh. Oh, <laughs> mate, we've, we've answered one of her questions before. That's better.